Tonight's show, we're going to review The Cures, 1989 release of Disintegration. Hey, Lady Rebecca, welcome to the live studio. Hey, Hobo Chillin'. And hello to my son, Plumble. How you doing, Plumble? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Is there a delay on your end? Because it took like a second for you to come in there, man. Oh, really? Uh, now you're good. You're good. That's All cool. Right. Yeah. What are you using for uh, sound equipment? Are you using your earbuds? Just my head. Yeah, just, just my air, AirPods. I Nothing see. too extreme. Yeah. Just chilling out. Nothing. Uh, I, I just noticed that you, uh, you're you skipping out a little bit, so you got to be uh, maybe keep your head still or something. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Of course, you have a bad internet connection there, too, so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the internet here is really bad. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Father Brian, welcome to the live studio. Welcome, the dude. Welcome. Uh, we're waiting for Eric to come in. I guess uh, what I'll have to do with the brother Eric is I'll have to text him. <clears throat> exactly. The dude abides. Yes, he does. Welcome, Q Bella. This is not your typical podcast, uh, though we have done album reviews before. Uh, we've reviewed Prince's Purple Rain, Like a Virgin by Madonna, and we reviewed Def Leppard, Pyromania. Uh, so today we're going to be doing The Cure, but we've got to get Eric in the studio. We can't do anything without Eric. I'm going to be like, Eric, where are you at? Eric, where are you at? So, Miles, tell me about yourself. What are you up to? Not too much to say. I just got back on a walk with the dog. Uh, that was nice. Super buggy out. That's cool. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's cooling down a little bit, which that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, somebody else is coming in. Look at all the people coming in to listen to the live show. I'm very happy. Samuel 43 There's Eric. All right. Now the show beginneth. Yes, he's got to call in. But after he does that, we shall 
have ourselves a wicked good show right here. Here he comes. Here he comes. Do, 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 do. He's connected. Welcome, Eric. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeah, sorry. A little technical difficulty on the start there, but we're... That's okay. It's 8.05. That is okay. Anytime you're within 10 minutes of the hour, you're good. You're good. Okay, That's good. kind of the rule. Yeah. yeah Excellent. Excellent. Glad you made it. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, let me ask you guys, uh, Eric, you can go first. How many times did you listen to this album this week? Uh, twice. I didn't do my uh, due diligence. I did listen to it twice. I got it down twice. You got it down twice. That's pretty good, actually. No, I admire that. Miles, how many times did you listen to it? Um, Maybe three or four. Yeah, I listened to it three full times. And then I did go back to a few songs before, and it's just like, I feel like I know this album well, but then as I got into it, I'm like, wow, some of these songs on the e end of the album I completely forgot about, so I had to go mm -hmm. back to them. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Eric, my guess is this album's not typically your cup of tea. Uh, this isn't the type of music you typically listen to. No, uh, but I, again, I don't want to be that guy. We're gonna we're gonna give it a a fair. I'm not gonna shoot down everything just because it's not my cup of tea, as you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's it's not typically something that I would uh, put on the radio in the car as I'm driving or or, or anything like that. But exactly, I like I like music, so right. Right. Well, and you were open to listening to it and critiquing and all that. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, good. Well, some fun facts about this album. Um, one thing, British musicians sometimes really bug me in their pretension. Uh, and I'll elaborate on that a little bit. A little bit. The album before, which was Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, brought The Cure into... Basically, it, it made them famous. I mean, some of the songs you recognize off that album, like Just Like Heaven, you know that song that goes, I'll run away with you, I'll run away, you know that yes. one? Yeah. yeah. And uh, like Tuesday or Friday, I'm in love, that type of thing. So Robert Smith, who really is the cure, he's the main songwriter and plays a lot of the instruments, he became depressed because of this new pressure of being famous. So what does he do? He takes a bunch of hallucinogenic drugs and records this album, and which makes him even more famous, which that confuses me. If you're depressed because you're famous, why would you make an album that would make you more famous? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. What's your aunt Miles, what's your answer to that? Um, Miles. It, well, obviously, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello. All right. I would say just because if you're a creative, such as like, it, like if you're a creative, you're going to create, invent your emotions that way. Like, I don't think, um, 
The Cure were like they're a pop band, like pop adjacent, but I don't think they were ever really searching for like super large success. I think a lot of the art being created here is coming from like a genuine kind of place. And if you have emotions as an artist, you're going to kind of, you're going to naturally want to release that into your art. I see. I see. What's your take on that, Eric? If you became famous because uh, of your songwriting and guitar playing skills, would you get depressed and make an album with hallucinogenic drugs and become more famous? Wait, I'm not famous? No, you're not. Well, you're famous in my world, Eric. Okay, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Okay. No, I, I agree with Miles. I, I think uh, I don't think they he intentionally did it uh, to uh, to make himself famous. I think uh, when like like Miles says, when you're an artist, that's your voice. That's what you do. Um, you, you write down your feelings. Uh, you put it to to music if that's what you do, and and it goes out on a on a record. Um, so I don't think it was his intention and I don't think he actually sat down and thought like that. Well, I'm going to make myself more famous. So I'm mm -hmm. more miserable. Um, I, I just, I just think, uh, that's what they do. That's what an artist does. I see. Yeah. Cause it is interesting after they recorded this album and it became popular, they go out on this tour an arena tour of uh, 40, 50,000 people a night, which they didn't like at all. Uh, they didn't want to be that type of band. And for years, The Cure did not put out anything after this album, which uh, now we kind of know why. Uh, they weren't comfortable with that type of superstardom. So, uh, which I don't know if I would be either. Um, I think my superstardom... No, I wouldn't want to be super. I wouldn't want to be a superstar. I just want to be uh, super. That's all. Yeah. Just super. Yeah. I, I just want to be super. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, just just a, just enough to. I'd want to be famous enough so I could play music and make a living out of it, and not have to worry about financial stuff. Exactly. Right? Happy happy medium of doing what you love and making enough money so you can. Uh, Drive a Maserati, but I see. not a Lamborghini. Yeah. I'd be okay if I could fill up the uh, Monroe Grange Hall and uh, <laughs> yeah. drive around you, you my Nissan. You can do Nissan that already. And drive around my Nissan Rogue. I don't know. I think if I played the Monroe Grange Hall, I'd get 20 people, maybe. Yeah. Matt, uh, Matt's going to play uh, guitar and his mandolin and sing. <laughs> I don't know who would come to You'd be you'd be there. Well, yeah, you'd be there, sitting beside me, playing as well. Of course you would. Wee. Yeah, and Miles would be playing drums, right, Miles? Huh? Sure. <laughs> no comment. Sure. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. All right. Uh, so another fun fact: this uh, album on the Rolling Stone top. Uh, what is it? Top five hundred albums of all time. It's one hundred and sixteen. Uh, now, if you want some comparison. Prince's Purple Rain is number eight on the list. Uh, so, so it's not a uh, according to the Rolling Stone, it's not in the same caliber of like a purple uh, like a Purple Rain type album, but it's uh, in the top five hundred. 
Uh, welcome all the people that have come into the live studio. Seeker, Sashton Kucher, Donna, uh, Podbean user, Eldorado, all kinds of stuff. Uh, veggie, uh, all, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go into the track-by-track track listing of this song. Um, and I'm going to stop running my mouth and hear from you guys. Again, if you're in the live studio, this is a, this is a little off the little out of the norm of my typical show, but uh, that's okay. I like mixing it up a little bit. Okay, so plain song is the first song. Uh, Miles, what's your take on the introduction of this album? Um, I think it's it kicks off. Um like pretty all right one i i think that it um sets it off for there's a big echo uh, it sets up like you for the rest of the album where like this is going to be an unconventional like all the songs here are going to be kind of structured unconventionally it's going to really like it you can tell that there's an extra part to like this album as a whole where it's like oh this is hey miles kind of like i can barely barely hear you miles i can barely hear you you may have to call back in again eric what did you think of this album uh this song i'm sorry (laughs) plain song I lost them both. I no, I'm on there. I'm on Hello? there. I'm, I'm just, I'm having some oh, okay. difficulties too. I'm Is this, sorry. am I, do I sound better right now? You sound, you sound better now. You can finish. Max. All right. Go good. ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I think that this like plain song, what it kicks off of it, like. Produces like the themes and the sounds of the record very nicely. Um, one observation I did make, which I think is kind of amusing, um, the synth lead that you have at the beginning of the song, I'm pretty sure has the same melody as that uh, Five for Fighting song, A Hundred Years. That one I'm not familiar with. Yep. It's the one where it's like, it's it, the song sucks. But it's like, I'm 17 for a moment. You know that one? I guess I do. What year did that come out? Was that before this one? Oh, that, after this album. But I noticed... That, okay. Yeah, that came out in 2008, I believe. No, it came out in 2000... When did that come out? I, it doesn't matter. It came out after this album. Yeah, it came out after. But, like, you have, like, the synth passage, and it's like, bum, 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 bum. Or, like, it's very similar, and I thought that was amusing. I see. So that was influenced possibly by this song? I would say it was accidental. <laughs> it was just accidental, I see. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would, yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Just an interesting connection. Yeah. How about you, Eric? What did you think of uh, Plain Song, the introduction to Disintegration? Uh, I, I do think it sounds like a introduction song. Um, a lot of synth, which I'm not I'm not real uh, fan of synthesizers and, and, and mm-hmm. such. Um, 
very kind of uh i think it i think it sets the tone for the album uh well uh in the song it is the uh is the name supposed to be uh you know somewhat ironic or or not i guess ironic's not the word but plain song i guess they meant it not to be that uh outstanding maybe or is it do you know the uh uh, do I know that? That's a good question. Yeah, uh, hard to say because it describes like many songs on this album. There's, you listen to it, it doesn't sound very extraordinary, but yet at the same time, you find at least with me, I find myself not changing the channel or not skipping over it. It fits whatever I'm doing while I'm listening to it and I'll speak to that kind of later on. Yeah, I it is yeah, I would agree with that, Eric. Um maybe there is some sort of irony there. Um yeah. If we yeah, yeah. yeah. Well in the uh, lyrics of the song, which is kind of hard to hear because there is like that oh. um because there's like that big vocal delay in the song uh it it's kind of hard to hear like what he's actually saying but a lot of the things he's describing is kind of like he describes um like the character of the song or the narrator of living kind of like in a gray like overcast kind of existence and like a plain dismal life and i think that's where plain song comes from well that's a little bit deeper than what eric and i were saying yeah yeah it's yeah. way too deep <laughs> and it's probably deep. spot on i mean how dare yeah. you sound smarter than us <laughs> well i i think this this whole album is very uh wordy uh, and uh a lot of a meaningful meaningful uh lyrics in it and i think it's it's meant to be that type of album where um you i mean if you listen to music just for the beat and uh to for stuff to make you feel good or feel or to change your mood um this is probably not the one to listen to uh it's one of those songs where you one of those albums where you you listen he's trying to tell you something he's trying to tell you uh what's going on with him and it, uh the things in his life and and what's what's affecting him uh, to the point where he like he writes everything down and, and yes. uh, makes a song out of it. Yes, yes, I would agree with that. It I, it reminds me of this song. Reminds me a little bit of how Pink Floyd introduces the wall, like that first song. Uh, and what? Jeez, it, it's one of my favorite albums. Now I can't remember the name of the song. So you thought you like to go to the show, you know that one. I think it's in the flesh. That's the name. No, is it in the flesh? I can't. I believe it is. That's a trivia question for those of you in the live room. But the Wall, of course, is a concept album. So this song, I feel like this song is a concept album. Like he's telling a story, but but it's not really. It's not a concept album. Uh, it's uh, each song stands. Um, as its own creation, if you will, and it doesn't tell like it, one. It definitely has a, it definitely has a consistent theme throughout. It does. It does. It has yeah, that consistent. It sure does. Yeah, it, it certainly does. And one thing is, this song 
sticks with the same pattern of chord progressions. There's like four chords throughout the song. It doesn't change that pattern. And what you're hearing is a lot of layers on top of that, whether it be guitar, synthesizer, but the rhythm, the chords, the chord pattern does not change at all throughout the song. But you would swear it does as you're listening to it. It's just like it's a simple song, but yet it's complex at the same time. It's weird how he pulls that off. And it's to me, it's kind of genius, actually. Hmm. And that's just a thing that I that like it really occurs a lot throughout this album is that like they're not complicated but they're structured so untraditionally and so many elements are introduced like through these songs where they feels like they're constantly growing and really in like the seven minute long songs you have on this album which there are a few it doesn't seem like they're really that at least right. in my listening experience. Right, right. And something about the guitar playing. What do you think about the guitar playing uh, from this guy, Eric? Uh, I have my thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts from a real, live, expert guitar player, as in you. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Um, I, I, he, he really, none of his uh, guitar playing really sticks out, and I don't think he's... Uh, really going for that uh, uh, that hook that uh, draws a person in and, and uh, keeps them listening to a song. You know how you listen to a song and, and it's the guitar lick and you just can't wait for that guitar lick to come back around again, that sort of thing. Uh, I think he's, uh, you know, kind of like uh, uh, not, I, I hate to compare him to The Edge, but The, the Edge does a lot of similar uh, type of things where, uh, you know, he doesn't play a lot of typical leads. He just kind of, um, you know, fills in the song with, 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 uh, music that you, uh, wouldn't typically hear from a, uh, guitar player, uh, right. Right. Repetitive, uh, stuff that, that kind of, uh, you know, uh, adds to the song. So, uh, I, it, it's 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 fine. It's good work, and I just think he's he's there to uh, to uh, uh, he's there for the song, and not so much to to stick out. Right, right. It. Um, I thought the same thing about your edge reference. I believe is spot on because he takes an electric guitar and puts a bunch of effects on it that are unique to him. It makes it sound like something. Right. Uh, yeah. And if you took all the effects off and you just gave them an acoustic guitar, it would just sound like ding, ding, right, ding, right, ding. Exactly. But you put some effects on that and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, uh, that's something. And he would probably tell you himself that he's not even a good guitar player, but yet mm. he knows what sounds good and all right. the power to him. Um, right. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, I had a college roommate who could not play guitar, but every time he picked up a guitar, he would play that Just Like Heaven riff, that rip, I mean, the Cure riffs are so repetitive, so you know how that one goes. That goes, ding, dee, ding, dee, 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 ding, dee, 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 ding, ding, dee, dee, ding, dee, dee, ding, dee, 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 ding, dee, ding, dee, 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 ding, dee, ding, dee, 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 ding, you know what I mean? All on one string, and... After a while, it got kind of annoying. But looking back on it, I, I kind of miss that. 
I kind of miss that <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all right, we'll move on to the next song. Next song, uh, next song I like, I, and I want to talk about it in length. Actually, "Pictures of You," Eric. We'll go go with you first on "Pictures of You." Um, I, I like it better than the first song. Um, uh, the uh, it's got kind of a like you said that edgy uh, uh, guitar, repetitive guitar lick in the background, and and, and a decent uh, a decent uh, bass line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the more catchier songs I think of the uh, of the album. I'd say. Yeah, um, yeah. The bass tone that uh, this uh, Simon Gallup is his name. The bass tone that he gets on all of these songs is so good. So yeah. good. Uh, some of these songs I'd get bored because like this one, it's the same. After about a minute, I'd get tired of it and I'd want to change. And he's playing it for like five minutes, but you know, but it sounds really, really good. Miles, what do you think of this song? I think it's good. I, I think it's really good. I think, um, it's admirable about how, like, first verse or, like, anything doesn't come in until, like, the first, like, two minutes or whatever, where it's, like... It That's, really, like, every song on this intro, album. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 But I think the long-winded, like, it long-winded, like, the long intro on the song really works, because I think when you finally, like, get into, like, the verses and, like, the actual vocal parts, it's, like, just a very, like, satisfying, like, it, like, feeling that you get listening to it. And I think it really, the vocal, I think, on, well, almost, like, play plays off the instruments very very well and just the way they're done where it's like if you don't you don't need lyrics at all the parts it's sometimes just good to have the instruments breathe and it's sometimes good to take away some of the instruments and let the vocals breathe where it's like i think whoever like was behind the uh mixing and mastering of this album really knew like the basics of like song structure and really decided to go in an opposite direction. And uh, who did produce this? Uh, David Allen was the production engineer for this with help from Richard Sullivan and Roy Spong. Uh, Never heard of them, but they did a good job. They did a very good job. Yeah, I would agree. This song brings me back to 1989 when the album came out. I was a freshman at the University of Southern Maine and on the weekends the campus would clear out a lot of people went home i was one of the select few that typically stayed because i didn't have a car and i lived so far away and i would uh team up with this uh, guy from uh, callus who lived down the hall he had this on cd and had a really good stereo system and a nintendo he also had a really good mullet he had a classic late 80s mullet I uh, always admired nice. that mullet, yeah. And he wore Iron Maiden T-shirts. You know, you know, you can picture all this. Uh, but, yeah, we'd listen to this album and play Nintendo. And uh, when this song came on, it almost made me cry because I 
was a little homesick, and it made me think, uh, you know, the whole, this song, Pictures of You, he's looking at pictures of a woman that he loves and that he lost because he didn't think of the right things to say. And But it just makes me think when I look at old photographs or even current, current photographs of just uh, people that are photogenic, that are really, uh, that just really shine, just people I like. Uh, I don't know. It's just, this song pops in my head. It, it, to me, it's a happy song, even though it's not really meant to be. Uh, so I, I like this song. I like this song. I like the bass line. If I, you know, like I just said earlier, it gets a little redundant after a while, but, uh, but listening to it is really, really good. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite songs, says Donna. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. I just, I really do. I really do. And it, it sounds good on a well, uh, what I want to say. It sounds good on a good stereo system. That's what I want to say. Because you can hear all the layers of the instrumentation. There's quite a bit of instrumentation in it. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the next song. Geez, I barely remember this one. Uh, Close Down. Uh, Miles, you first. What do you remember about Close Down? Uh, this is my least favorite song on the album. And I think it's almost purely because of the um, synthesizer we that gets introduced at the beginning and we see like introduced over and over and over again. I think it's just like mixed really, really poorly. Um, like every all the other instruments are around are very mm -hmm. like drenched in like reverb and like chorus effects but like the like string synth that they have here is just like very very like dry it's too like loud in the mix where it's like it seems like it was an addition at the end and like didn't finish what it added and it's like a cool little melody but then you have a guitar come in that plays like a similar melody, but not like a hundred percent the same, like a small little rendition of it. And it's like mm -hmm. so much better where it's like, you just like makes the synth better or just make it. So the guitar plays the complete melody. Well, I think I, I actually have some, just I have unnecessary addition to the track list. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't necessarily disagree, but I have a, I'm having some second thoughts about this song, but Eric, go ahead. No, I, I agree with Miles. I, uh, it, uh, it probably isn't my favorite song on the album, I'd say. And uh, uh, just re you know, listening to some of the words, uh, it's, it's uh, I, I don't know, it's kind of a depressing, uh, depressing song, of course. Uh, it's it's not surprising when you uh, when you mentioned what uh, how he was writing the song and in what condition and sort of thing. Um, sure. But yeah, I, I, I agree. The uh, you know the highlight of the song for me is when when the guitar starts coming in and 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 picking. I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as as simple as this as the guitar work is on this album, it fits. I will say that. Uh, I can't imagine the guitar work being anything else than what it is. 
uh, it works in its simplicity. And a lot of the organ synthesizer work is simple as well. Repetitive, very just one finger going bing, bang, bong, bing. Uh, mm. But it fits. Somehow it fits. Uh, the, there's nothing complex about the drums either. But you layer it all together and somehow it works. I guess my view is with this song, it's pretty forgettable. But if you think of this album as a concept album, all these songs have, with the exception of one song that we're going to talk about in a minute, none of these songs have choruses or bridges. They stick with the same chord patterns throughout the song. So if you think of this album as just one long song, like a concept album, I would think, I would believe that this song would be a good bridge to the next song we're going we're gonna to talk about. So initially, I had the same thought as you guys. Ah, this song's I forgettable. I agree with that, but in, I think if they start... Oh, sorry. No, continue with yourself. Going? Yeah, I, I was like, what I agree with um, like this being a bridge to the other song, and I think it would have fit like really well as kind of like an introduction to the next song, except that the song is just so long that the, the main feeling I get after listening to it is like, especially that the next song is so good that mm -hmm. like, it was, it was like, oh, I'm just glad. Right, right. Maz, you are breaking up a little bit. Um, I don't know if you can adjust something, All but right. I, did, I can hear you, but uh, you're fading away a little bit. Right. Uh, the next song is Love, Love Song, uh, Love Song, which is the most popular song on the album. If you want to get into top 40 music, it hit like number, I think it hit number two on the Billboard charts. Uh, but uh, Eric, I'll let you start off with this one. Yeah, I, I think this is my favorite song. Um, mm -hmm. I like it's got a it's got a catchy vibe to it. Uh, it's got a good feeling to it. Um, the the lick is simple, but it's it's uh, you know one you can whistle to. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's kind of catchy, gets in your head. Uh, I like you said about the bass player. I, I I like the bass line in this. I think uh, that's one of the things that makes this makes this song is the bass line and mm -hmm. chord progression. Yes, that doom, doom, do, 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 doom, doom, do, 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 do. Yeah, that and, is a good in the same. Song. He's he's a little more upbeat in this song. It's a little seems like the uh, uh, it's a little faster than than the other songs, which is uh, almost a relief, you know, to me after the the first few. So mm -hmm. it's it's a good spot to have the song in the album too. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like this song. I I. I listen to this song and I enjoy it. Good, good. Miles, what's your thought? Um, I pretty much, I, I agree where it's like, you can definitely tell this was like planned to be a lead single for the album. You can tell that where it's like, oh, we're like, this is the song that is going to sell the records. And you can, like, this is the one that had the music video and, like, all that stuff. Where it's, like, it's really, really good. And, like, The Cure, like, in their past, it, like, 
the cure to make it, and they kind of struggled from the album, but this is definitely the most poppiest of the, uh, this bunch of songs on this album. Great. He wrote this song about his wife. He got married uh, just before this album was recorded, and this is a song to his wife, and it is an upbeat, happy song. It also has a chorus, and it has a guitar solo. And yeah. the guitar solo is actually not that bad. However, I listened to it, and I'm thinking to myself, I could have made that guitar solo better. <laughs> I could have. I mean, Stevie Ray should have played that guitar solo. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, I see Stout and Rounding Third have entered the studio. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, a good song. And it's a song that has been covered by a bunch of people in many different ways. It'd be a good wedding song. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, it's just a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we go to song number five on the album and this is last dance. Now this isn't the Donna summer disco song that goes last dance, last dance. For love. It's not that it one people. It's a different last dance. And, uh, miles, you go right yes. ahead. You you talk about this uh, last dance song. Like it. I think it's. Uh, it, I think um, lyrically, it's really like well put together. I think the um, like the story that's being described in this song is kind of like a fault, like a relationship that. It's just like slowly falling apart. And I think describing this kind of relationship as a dance, um, like in the uh, refrain of the song and in the title, is like a very, it just creative. It, like a full comparison, but I think it's really, uh, it, it, it's done well. It's done well, yeah. Eric, what's your thought about this song? It, it's it's the kind of song that uh, makes me want to cry in my beer. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's just one of those. It's almost country and western, you know, uh, in in theme. But mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's done okay. It's there's nothing that really stands out on the song to me. Um, this one, it's, it's very wordy. It is wordy, and that's why I kind of went back to it a few a few times. Come to find out, when this album was first released, on the vinyl version of this album, this song was not on uh, there, which surprises me because, to me, this song stands out. It was on the CD and cassette versions, and now when you buy the more recent uh, pressings of the vinyl versions, uh, it is on there. But anyway, why wasn't it included originally? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was back in the '80s. I mean, nobody uh, in the late '80s people stopped buying vinyl. People were buying cassettes and CDs. So if you bought a cassette and CD, this song was on there. Also, uh, "Close Down," which we talked about before, that song wasn't on there either. And they probably they could have kept that song off, as we were talking about how forgettable it was. To me, this song. Uh, makes you want to cry in your beer that's interesting I, I get confused by it because either they're having a last dance or 
they're about ready to both lose their virginity. There's talk Where about are you getting Christmas. that theme from? I, there's, because I just feel like there's some sort of loss of innocence in these words. If you look at the actual words, and if you well, I'm I'm, I'm leading the reading the lyrics page, right? Like I, I looked into these lyrics like beforehand, and I like I you because you're talking to me about about this before. I don't, yeah. You don't see it. Yeah, well, to me, it's about a loss of innocence. Yeah, to me, it's about a loss of innocence and. Uh, I don't know either that or it's about serial killing because he's gonna dance with her even though he, he, he or not serial killing but is maybe this it's a stalker about song? He, what's uh, is I don't know if it's a stalker song or if it could be a stalker song it's but it confuses me it's either about a uh, loss of innocence or it's a stalker song where he is fantasizing about murder uh, well it, I think uh, you're Am I am I wrong there? I don't know. I I don't know. It seems seems to me reading through the lyrics that it, it's, when I uh, like a former relationship, possibly former relationship that that maybe didn't turn out the way uh, he you know he anticipated or or he's looking back with some regret. I don't know. I see. That's what I'm reading into it because it's like um. Where it's like set to see that we're ending our last dance together, ex uh, expectingly too punctual, but prettier than ever. I really believe that this time is forever, but older than me now, more um, constant, more real. Yeah. In, in yeah. like uh, that first verse, sex, um, a, a woman now standing where once there was only a girl. Yeah. Yeah, man. Jesus. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, a woman. Uh, so wait a second. I, I don't have the lyrics in front of me. Can you read that? What a woman stands in front of me now, a girl, or vice versa? How does that go again? It, a woman now standing where there once was only a girl. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's a loss of innocence. It, that's a no, loss. No, that's of not. Innocence. That, that's not. That's that's very. That that means they grew up. It means that they started their relationship when they are young and ended it when they're older. Oh, okay. It could like, mean that. Yeah. Now, or, or, now or, that they're like smarter and older. Yeah. That could be. Gotcha. Yeah. What do you think, Eric? Could this be a stalker song? Could this be pedophile. like a? Could this be like I, a? Uh, I think it could. The the last verse. Uh, no, I, I. I don't think so. I think I think it was a former <laughs> relationship. It's definitely a, a relationship gone bad. That uh, that he regrets and just uh, uh, you you mentioned the loss of innocence, but I, I think it's more uh, things will the the relationship has affected affected him in in the way that nothing will ever be the same again uh, it, to him. Uh, it looks like uh, but Christmas falls late now, flatter and colder, and never as bright as when it used to fall. And even if we drink, I don't think we would kiss in the way that we did when the woman was only a girl. Holy uh, cow. That pulls so, down my pants. Punk. That's it just like, taunts you, yeah. It, I, I'm yeah. just saying. It's, it's, that, he, that's could be, actually, he could be stalking an old girlfriend. 
Yeah, it could be like Billy Ocean type stuff as rounding third. <laughs> so it could be like, yeah, that's a cold, flat winter. Now get into my car. <laughs> um, nice. I'm, I'm reading the annotations for the lyrics on uh, Genius. Okay. Walking through the walls in the heart of the... Uh, it says, metaphorically, winter is a time of death and absence of love. The narrator no longer, no longer has feelings for this woman, and, any, and he believes that there will be the last. This will be the last time they see each other. So, like, the I think, yeah, the winter time in this is kind of a metaphor for kind of the death of this romance that this character is experiencing. I, I see. Okay. I, I, but yeah, you guys did your homework, so I'm, I'm going along with that. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. And I've learned something, so thank you. Uh, next song, Lullaby, which was also uh, a hit. Uh, uh, Eric, I'll let you start off with Lullaby. I, I actually, I like this song, and I, I might even make this my favorite song over uh, uh, the love song. I, I, I it uh, it's just got a nice. I don't know if you'd call it groove, but a, a nice cadence. Uh, again, a, a, another good uh, bass line, mm -hmm. and uh, this has actually a, a, a nice hook in it uh, with the with the guitar, a repetitive hook through the song that that uh, kind of gets caught in your head. Exactly. And I actually think I'm not a synth fan. But I think they use the synth very well in the song uh, mm -hmm. as an accent. I was going to um, get into that because it. Uh, I agree because it starts at the beginning with just that piano sound, that boom, 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 you know, and it works. And then when the synth gets in, it's just a nice buildup from that, I believe. I, I agree I, with you. Yeah, I feel like all three of those elements, I was thinking that, like, they weave together very nicely mm. because, like, they're not playing the same thing on top of each other where it's like, where there isn't a guitar note, there's a piano note, and where there isn't a piano or guitar note, there's a synth note. Where like it feels like they're intertwining with each other very nicely. Right, right. Now and, I, I have an inter interesting take, and on it makes this, more uh, complex than like it than it actually is. Uh, sure. I was actually listening to the song, and I'm like, uh, something. I like this song, but there's really something kind of missing. So I went into uh, YouTube, I was listening to the album on YouTube, and I sped it up to 1.25 speed. And oh, you actually, did? Yeah. It actually, uh, you guys try it when, when you get a chance. Listen to this song at 1.25 uh, times the speed on uh, YouTube. And it actually, uh, I think it improves the song. I, I, it makes those catchy licks even, even more uh, uh, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, and then that bass line, like you mentioned, yeah, boom, 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 it gets more funky, boom, yeah, boom, 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 yeah, I know, I love that. I could play bass lines like that all day. I love it, mm. love it, love it. Yeah, uh, Ange, welcome to the live studio. Yeah, uh, I agree with all those things, and even though the topic's kind of morbid, I mean, it's about a Spider-Man that comes in and eats you. Uh, you know, I don't want a, somebody to sing me a lullaby where, where Spider-Man comes in and eats me alive. <laughs> that would be pretty bad, but 
yet I like this song. Well, I guess when you're it, on acid and writing a song, you know, sometimes that. Uh, and sometimes that, that happens. So yeah. when you're on acid and you're writing a lullaby, uh, this is what happens. <laughs> this is the result. I read. I. I, I was guess, curious uh, when about was, the lyrical loop. You're breaking up a little bit again, buddy. But I read about the lyrics to it. I guess uh, it's based on, I guess, when Robert Smith was little, his dad would make up these lullabies, and he would always end the lullabies with something tragic at the end. So it... (laughs) His old man was trying to be funny, but instead he traumatized the kid. Now you look at Robert Smith, and you see the results of that. Don't sing your kids evil lullabies as a joke. Nah. That's no, that's that's cruel. That's cruel. You, you don't do that kind of thing, right? All right, we'll move on. Hey, Stout, I see you're in the room, and I know you have some strong opinions about this album. We'll go through the tracks. I'll bring you in, and then you can trash the album like I know you want to. Uh. Next song, Fascination Street. Ow. Miles, go go for it. I like this song. Um, there's nothing too particular I have to like really say about it, where it's like, I think it's good while it's all on. I think it's just a continuation of the sounds and themes of the rest of the record. There's nothing particular that stands out to me about it. Hey, welcome, Sandy, to the live studio. All right. Yeah. Miles, you're breaking up again, but I'll let you come back in uh, in a minute. Eric, what would uh, you think of this song? Um, I, I, I think it's more of the same. I, I do, again, I, I think uh, the uh, bass line, to me, rescues this song. Uh, a little too much synthesizer for me. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I think the baseline rescues the song for me on this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles had to call back in. I set up another invite to get back in. Uh, welcome back, Miles. Uh, yeah, Miles, if you can hear me, uh, you can. What's your take on Fascination? Fascination Street. I pretty much have the same thing to say that Eric did. I think it's like it's a it's a fine song like it's fun it's good to listen to but i think it's just, it's a continuation of the sounds and themes of the rest of the record like there's nothing particular yeah. that stands out to me about it where another track doesn't it's it's interesting that you guys say that because this could be my favorite song on the album um that driving bass line that is mm. so repetitive is just so good. Mm. Um, I have dreams. If I could ever figure out how to use my looping pedal on my bass, I would use it for this song. And I'm talking about the band that Eric and I play in, Livewire, who will be playing next Saturday night at the Front Street Pub. But anyway, yeah. if I could ever figure out how to use my looping pedal and time it well so I could actually get that beat just playing that doom 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 okay get that on a loop and then Eric would come in with his guitar and 
Alan and Eric, then Alan would come in. Alan and Eric would play dueling guitars. Uh, Stout would be like banging the tambourine or something. Bob would be back there, like, you know, playing his drum thing. And so the looping pedal is going, right? And you guys are doing dueling guitars. Yeah, cowbell. Stout would be playing the cowbell. That's what it would be. Then I would go out into the crowd for a little bit, and I would start doing, like, this Zumba routine that and get everyone going with the same movements, right? And then I would come back behind the microphone, and then I would start singing this song as everything's going on. And this is, like, four minutes after all this other stuff just happened that I described. And I imagine just being all emotional and singing it. And then I just picture uh, the women in the uh, crowd just throwing their underwear at me. Mm -hmm. And they'd be swooning so much and be so just like, uh, you know, enthralled or whatever else. They They would call an Uber driver and have the Uber driver go to their house and empty their underwear drawer and bring it back and just throw that underwear at me too so basically by the end of the song i'm just buried in women's undergarments uh, so yeah so, very that's detailed. that's very that's pretty detailed, detailed huh yeah. yeah but i mean that's that's i like this song that's how much i like this song i can picture all of that i can picture all of that yeah let's do it let's make yeah it i think we should yeah Rounding third says, wait, I'll be in the crowd. You want my underwear? Of course. I, <laughs> yes, I absolutely rounding third. That would be good. Welcome, Janelle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so that's, that's what I think about that song. But anyway, yeah. And I thought you guys would have more to say about it, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, um, about, the, what about the message? Uh, it kind of looks like uh, uh, guys trying to hook up with a, uh, female that uh, he has uh, some interest in, possibly. Is that is that what do the you guys have any take on what what the theme is? Is that what the lyrics are? Actually, I don't know the lyrics to this song very well. Is that what it's about? Is it it about? seems so. It was it talking about uh, uh, going down to Fascination Street with with, uh, and it, it sounds like he's singing to a girl, um, to me. Or I see. I see. So he's just inviting her to go, you know, looks like two people maybe might have some interest in each other and and uh, we're going to go to Fascination Street. That is really, really cool. That is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. If there is such a place. There is. Yep. Fascination Street. Is that in Portland? Yeah. I think there might be a Fascination Street in Portland. <laughs> if not, I think it's maybe in Vegas. Back- yeah, yeah. I think it's in Vegas. It sounds like it would be in Vegas. Right? <laughs> Uh, and then um, the next few songs, 8 through 12, are songs I really had to go back to because it seems like when I listened to this album quite a bit in the past, I typically stopped after Fascination Street, and I really had to listen to these next few album, uh, next few song, the, the, the last few songs this past week many times because I had a hard time remembering them. Prayers for Rain, Miles. Uh, what are your notes on Prayers for Rain? Um, I don't really remember a lot about this track. There was, I, I remember. Um, I think that the violin 
I'm I'm pretty sure it's a real violin in this track. Fit well alongside the guitar in it. I think that is um especially refreshing from the like uh just straight up violin synthesizers you have them like it's it's good it's fun to hear a real violin and a real guitar next to each other for the moments we do because that's just it, right it, yeah. yeah and it yeah. adds to the gothic tone of the record right 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 which i have an under i have a hard time understanding what a gothic sound actually is outside of like bauhaus or something but i i don't know but i'll go along with that eric what's your take on it uh, I don't think anything really uh, stands out about it uh, musically. Um, it, it, I think uh, it again it goes with the theme uh, of the of the rest of the record really well. Uh, the uh, the lyrics uh, it seems like he's got a lot to say in the song, and he's he's it's it's uh, like the other wordy songs that he's that he that he wrote. It's almost like. Uh, he has so much to say uh he's over talking the song which is he does on purpose i believe there's a lot of words and he's just trying to get it all out in this one song i think it almost um, like um it, it almost leads to like kind of a sense of like intentional panic when you're listening to it yes where it yeah, sounds that, that's right Miles. it sounds like the but yeah. like you're reading like like ad going insane where it's like it's supposed to kind of sound like unhinged and just like word vomit. Exactly. He's just he's just ripping his. It, it sounds like uh, you know in reads and the lyrics like uh, he's he's singing about his his uh, this is a uh, lifelong struggle or or the struggles we we encounter in life and uh, you know the bad stuff and and the good stuff and the whole. The whole, uh, yeah, birth to birth to uh, um, death thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. This album, it's not it's not really a depressing album from beginning to end. It's a mix of emotions throughout all of this. It's uh, as life is. There's times we feel sad. There's times we feel depressed. There's times we feel happy uh there's times we feel uh somewhere in between it all and th that is this album uh we talked about last dance how confusing or and the meaning of that and there's a little bit of everything uh, all those emotions in there it was interesting as miles and i were driving in my car today back from uh, unity visiting with my father we're complaining about how hot it has been and then it started to rain as we were driving and this song was playing uh which was apropos prayers for rain and uh, yeah the rain was a welcome thing today because it did break that heat uh, so that's what i'll think of from now on when i hear this song yeah the same deep water as you um miles uh, or eric i'll let you start off yeah it's my story. turn yep uh, it, it seems like it's a it's almost a continuation of the last song, uh, so it's probably uh, good they're together, especially 
uh, theme wise. Um, uh, and again, I don't, I don't, I don't hear anything really uh, outstanding on, on the musical side. Uh, sure. It, it is less w wordy. He's not jamming the words in it. It's more, uh, you know, maybe uh, introspective. I, I mean, he's, he's thinking of thinking back and kind of reflecting on life. It seems like, um, uh, rather than right in the middle of it in the last song. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. Sure. No, that's a good description. It was actually in my notes too, that it was a continuation of the song before. Uh, they're similar, uh, in mm. theme. They're similar in feel, uh, similar in tone, similar in beats per minute. Very, just very similar. Yeah. Miles. Your turn. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with all like the stuff you guys said. Um, I really enjoy, um, how the drums were mixed like just in general like the drumming in this whole album really isn't complicated but i think the way like the kick really punched through the mix in this very long song made it like it like it made it feel like it was almost like syncopating with your heartbeat while listening to it like it made it feel very like interactive part right. of the song, especially listening to it on very good speakers. And again, a long musical in a long, long musical introduction to this song, like two minutes and thirty seconds before you hear any vocals. Then you hear him go, "Kiss me goodbye," <laughs> pushing out before I sleep. Can't I, I see do I really try? like. I do really Swimming like the vocal this... delivery on this song. Uh, yeah, I do too. Like... Didn't you like my vocal? Didn't you like oh, my yeah. vocal delivery? Wasn't it good? Fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, That's thank the you. lounge version. Yeah. Version of that. <laughs> That's the one. I'm... Uh, you're yeah, breaking think... up again there. <laughs> oh. oh, we lost him. We lost uh -oh. him. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. He'll come back. He's still connected. Okay. I think we can move on to the next song. Uh, number 10, uh, Disintegration, the title track of the album. An eight-minute doozy. Mm. Yes, sir. Uh, go ahead, Eric. So I would assume that this is, this is uh, the rest of the album is supposed to wrap around the theme and, and, and the... Uh, uh, the song, I would say, um, it's a little more upbeat than the last couple. Um, uh, but the, the, the message doesn't change much. That's for sure. Uh, I, I in the beginning, you mentioned what he was dealing with at this time. And it, this seems to wrap up it, it's it, reading the lyrics. It seems to wrap up what, what he's dealing with in the, in the world that he's, uh, uh, regretting being a part of. Uh, the music world and, and such, uh, talking about greed and and treachery and uh, shameless kisses and, 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 and all the, the phony fake stuff that, that they're ashamed to be a part of uh, and, and they don't like. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It, it does it does seem to, to sum up 
what you mentioned in the beginning if that, that he was dealing with at the time. Sure. And he does. He mentioned shameless kisses of vanity, uh, shameless kisses before I feed, uh, the kiss of treachery. So greed. Uh, yeah. So and a lot of words in this song, again, a long musical intro. But then when he starts singing, you look at the lyrics and they're endless. It's almost like a rap but that's a bad description, but it's certainly poetry. And he yeah. just goes on forever without even taking a breath. And finally, and you can hear it in his voice uh, that he's running out of breath as he uh, mm. is singing this song. So, I mean, it's, it's emotional. He, he is feeling what he's singing. You know that. And uh, that's a good description on your part, uh, knowing the back history uh, of the making of this album that this song really speaks to just the emotions that come along with becoming famous, which aren't all that good, uh, aren't always good. Uh, in, in fact, a lot of times there's a lot of baggage that comes along with being famous, as we know, as we see a lot of musicians die uh, in their prime and way, way too young. Uh, I don't know if Miles is going to join us. Uh, the internet at the house is terrible, and in the heat, it becomes worse. And so the delay that you're hearing on his part is because of the crappy internet. Luckily, mm. er Eric and I have better internet, so uh, you mm. can hear us. So we'll we'll finish. Stout, if you're still in the house, feel free to call in. Homesick, uh, number eleven. Uh, homesick. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'll let you start off because I gotta okay. kind of remember. Okay, I remember how it goes, but I'll let you start off. Yeah, it's it's it it slows down a little bit. Uh, he turns the synth into a a, a little bit of more a p of a piano sound, which I I I like. Uh, and and of course the uh, the guitar comes in with the the familiar. A repetitive lick. Uh, it, it's not a bad song, uh, music-wise, um, and I, I think he's just continuing uh, his uh, shuffle through the uh, different feelings. As uh, talking about being homesick, and it, after the last song, disintegration, uh, probably I would say reflecting on uh, how life used to be and, and before they before he's famous and, and, uh, you know, he's talking about being home and, and, uh, running through some, uh, some memories he had of that and, uh, and probably feeling like, uh, he'd, he'd like to go back to that, but, uh, more than likely after what they've been through, they, they, it would, it would be a hard thing to do. So. Right. 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 And it'd be interesting. I don't know where Robert Smith is, living now but i wonder what his life is like if he lives close to his hometown if he i believe he is married to the same woman but uh i have seen recent interviews of him and he doesn't look good at all <laughs> he just looks <laughs> really oh he looks bad i mean he's always had that hair and makeup thing and now he still has that but you know he just ugh, he looks 
unhealthy. He just looks really unhealthy. So, I mean, yeah. We, we talk about fame and what it does to people. Uh, and, and I'm sure there's, there's certain uh, uh, attributes to fame that, that pull people in, in certain directions, but it doesn't have to. Uh, exactly. It, exactly. It, and so, you know, in that you were saying he looks, looks horrible. You know, some of the, some of the issues he was dealing with, uh, might've been self induced. Um, mm-hmm. not, not just in, you know, how people can blame their circumstance that for, for everything that's going on in their life and every bad decision they've made. Um, I know a lot of people like that, you know, uh, yep. I, I'm this way because of that and this, well, it's, you know, you've also made some decisions uh, to direct your life too. And, and I think it's important that we look back at, at, at those decisions and, and not, not just blame circumstances all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that make us, but ultimately if we're going to feel good about ourselves, we got to pull it from within ourselves because it's not going to come from out, some sort of outside source. And I've seen repeat- it, it. Sometimes it does, but you, you can't depend on it, Matt. You're right. You can't, I, I have, I have very few, uh, I, I have a few friends that, that I do, I do get that from, um, but you can't depend on it because it, our lives are so busy. We're not, we're not around that all the time. Right. And we're not always interacting with those, those people exactly. that are, that are uh, good influence on uh, influences on our life. And uh, yeah. so, well, and luckily I did know even at a young age, not to be around people that were going to be toxic influences in my life. I knew enough not to get too close to those types of people. I did learn that early on. Many people do not uh, learn that. So, uh, yes, yeah, um, and it's funny. Some people are actually attracted to people. Like, like yeah, they are. You know they are. They, they are. They gravitate towards people that 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 are bad for them. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. And I, it, I, there's I'm with you, Matt. I think I learned early on. Um, you are right. the people. You are what you hang around with. Right, um, and it doesn't mean you have to despise those people. You just know. Nah. Yeah, you just know. And, not and to you be don't right. have to hate them either. You just you choose you choose not to. Uh, you choose not to wallow in, in, in that stuff and you, you want to improve yourself instead of, instead of uh, status quo. Right. 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 Uh, Sergeant Williams says, at least he's still alive and kicking many artists crash and burn. And that's a good point. And that's a positive way to look at it. You know? So even if with me being negative and saying that he's not, he doesn't look very good and unhealthy. Well, at least he's still alive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times people like I just did, we go to the uh, root of instant criticism of people that we don't know, famous people. And and I did that. And I apologize. You're right, Sandy. You're right. Well, I, you didn't you didn't uh, uh, you didn't blame anything on that. I mean, you just said he didn't look healthy. It could be, a, you know, he's yeah. gone through some health issues. You didn't say he drank himself or. That's true. Yeah, I'm not making judgments. You were just making making an observation, Matt. Don't be hard on yourself. Okay, thanks, Eric. I feel better. Thank you. You're welcome. Even Sergeant Williams said, not negative, fair observation. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, so true. (laughs) There we go. Good, good. Call a a spade a spade, right? Right. 
that and the last song on the album is untitled and it starts off with that accordion uh, kind of sound did you know that weird al yankovic played accordion at the beginning of this song no really no, You're lying. no, I am lying, but wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was a good one. I almost fell for that. Uh, that was good. No way. I was just going to go, awesome, Matt. That is so awesome. <laughs> now I wish he did. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I, but I, I hear that accordion, and I'm almost thinking, again, I'll go back to the wall, like the last song on the wall ends with an accordion type sound. It's only on for a few seconds. You hear a whisper of vocals, then the album ends. So I'm expecting the same thing here, but then it stretches out into a six minute and 30 second song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but I don't know. But in the end, somewhat forgettable, but not a bad song. Uh, I guess no, and I think it, I think it sums up the album too. I think it's a good, uh, ending to the album and it kind of feels like that in what they're what they're playing mm-hmm. uh, that we're we're done we're out of here kind yeah of we did it yeah uh so exactly exactly yeah and uh there are really there are re-releases of this uh what if you listen to this on spotify what you listened to was a 2010 remastered edition of the same songs mm-hmm. uh they have released different CDs of this that include other discs of rarities, uh, most of it just uh, different takes of the same songs, uh, a few songs that weren't on the album. And the third disc is a 1989 live at Wembley Stadium concert, and it's just they go through the same songs in the same order. Uh, mm mm-hmm. And then there was an online alternative rarities released that had 20 songs on it of just most of it live, a combination of live and home studio uh, takes. Uh, so if you're going to give this album a one through 10, what would you give it? Uh, that's going to be tough. And, and this is, you know, my personal uh as far and taking into consideration my personal taste and all that stuff, Matt, or or uh, how much I enjoy it, or how how I think uh, musically it is. I, I mean, because you cannot not be into something, but still say, well, musically, you know, it, it has merit. I, I guess I would I would say uh, uh, four or five musically. I think it has merit. It has a couple good songs. Um, not really uh, uh, this, the kind of music that I gravitate to. Um, it's got a cool message. Uh, uh, when I say cool, I don't mean it's all good. I mean it's uh, a, a good uh, cohesive message through the whole thing. Um, I, I uh, applaud them for being artists and poets uh, and uh, and writing meaningful music, uh, not just poppy uh, tunes that uh, you hear and, and you know you enjoy, but actually putting uh, music that comes from the heart, from from their experiences and and, and from their life uh, down. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, in that context, I would bump it up to a, you know, six or seven. Whoa. Uh, okay. You know, okay. in that contest, as, as far as what I enjoy, you know, four or five, you know, four or five, but as far as the other stuff I talked about, I, I would bump it up a little bit because I, they, they deserve it. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And that's a fair, and that's a fair, that's fair feedback on your part. And, uh, I admire that. I am the type that if I didn't like this album, I would have a hard time giving it anything more than was outside of my taste. So for you to kind of go back and give it two ratings based on what they, what your personal tastes are, and then give another score kind of based on what they, uh, set out to accomplish in the product they produced. I mean, that's that's a fair way of doing that, right? So, and, and the integrity of of the music is there, right? Uh, sure. Even, you don't have to. Li- I don't like opera, and I don't like classical music. I wish I did. I wish I was that cultured, but I don't. But mm-hmm. I appreciate. I can appreciate it, but it's not something I put on the radio. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would would probably enjoy opera if i saw it live when i hear yeah. it on the radio i find something else uh, instantly it just doesn't sit well with me when i'm driving in the car and listening to to it i you know it's just yeah but if i saw it live and had a visual to go along with what was actually going on i'd probably feel different but uh differently about it yeah yeah it's interesting uh at one time, I would say this album was in my all-time top 10. I liked it that mm-hmm. much. I'm not even a huge Cure fan, but I liked this album. Going back to it at the beginning of the week, I hadn't listened to it for probably two or three years. And then I started to listen to it again, and maybe it was because I was just not feeling it on that day. I wanted to listen to something else. Uh, but I'm like, geez, I don't know if this is really sitting with me well or not. And it started to bother me. And then I listened to it again, and I'm like, okay, I remember why I liked this album. And then I had to go back, as I said earlier, and listen to some of the songs again because uh, they didn't really uh, I didn't remember them that well I remembered right. the hits I remembered the first seven songs well as the last five songs that I really had to revisit and I would say now it's not in my top 10 albums of all time it would be in my top 20 it would definitely be in my top 10 albums of the 80s and if I'm going to give it a score, one through ten, I would give it about an eight. And Miles uh, chimed in on my Facebook Messenger, my face thing, and said that he would also give it an eight. Miles um, has always liked this album since yeah. he's started to listen to music. And, uh, yeah, that's where it stands. Um well, to tell you the truth, Matt, I liked it. I, I kind of dreaded it, um, but I, I did as I – it's it's one of those uh, albums that the more you listen to it, I believe you 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 may pick up some fondness for it. And I, I did kind of 
I, I did like the the songs and and uh, such as as I listened to it more and more. Yeah, that's good. So. That's good. And here's Chris Stout. Chris or C Stout. C Stout. What is your take on the Cure's 1989 release, Disintegration? Meh. <laughs> Meh. You love it. You love it. I mean, as far as music goes, uh, can I give it like three or four reviews, like Eric, and just keep changing my mind about how many? Exactly. Uh, give it five, six reviews if you want to. <laughs> Go ahead. I, no, I just I think you I think you guys kind of are missing the point with reviewing an album like this because the guy wanted it to sound doldrums and depressed. That's his mo. Yeah, that's that what point. he's told. He's told people that. Well, I mean, listen, he's only been in love on one day. He's only so, been on. He only was in love for one day. He's one only day. in love one. No, he's only in love one day of the week, and that's it. So that's as high as he gets. Yeah, but that's not on this album. That's on a different. I know, album. but I'm just saying. I'm just describing the guy's deal. He's just in love on one day, and I mean, how happy can you be if it's only one day out of the week? Well, Bing Crosby. Uh, uh, you know that song, You Can Love Me on a Monday, a Monday, a Monday, <laughs> Monday's very good. And you can love me on a Tuesday, a Tuesday, a Tuesday, kind of wish you would. Hey, well, at you least he, you guys, he was looking for it. A Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday, Saturday's best. He was actually looking never, for more days. On a Sunday, a Sunday, <laughs> a Sunday, I need a little rest. So basically, Bing Crosby got all kinds of loving Monday through Saturday, but said on Sunday, no, no, honey, I can't do it anymore. That's it. Everybody feels that way. Every, I think everybody's like that on Sunday. Ever heard that song from Trio, the old uh, German uh, punk band, Sunday, you need love, Monday, be alone? No, no. No, Matt, you got to listen to it. Can yeah. I play it? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, great. It's a commercial. That's okay. Just one second. All right. Now, everybody wait. Yeah, we're I always wait. felt like that. I always felt like that back in the past. I, I didn't want anybody around on Sunday or even Monday. Sundays and Mondays are no guys, good for me. You guys yeah. will like this tune. Okay. I hear the tune. It's like, wow, wow. Oh. You ready? Yeah, we're ready. Copyright infringement. We'll listen to it for a minute. Turn it up. Turn her up, bud. No. Yeah, turn her up. Crank. Fucking cranker, bud. Cranker. Cranker. Fucking cranker, bud. I can't hear it, dude. Here, I'll play it here. What's the name of the song again? They re they remind me of the Violent Femmes a little bit. Yeah, yeah they're cool. It's the trio. Sunday, you need love. Monday, be alone. You guys couldn't hear nice. that? Not really. Yeah, a little bit. Play it a Hold a little on bit. a second. Yeah. So what is it again? Sunday? S Sunday, you need love. Monday, be alone. Sergeant okay. Williams is right. One is better than none, by the way. Yeah. You need if you're going to have a day. It's Friday. Yes. Love. Monday. Monday. Be alone. All right. Hold on a second. I'll get this bad boy going. 
Yeah, you guys will like going. this tune. You get it going. Crank her up, Matt. Crank her up, Everybody bud. will appreciate this. I can play it for a minute, then it's a copyright infringement. But here we go. It's by Trio. It's copyright infringement, even if you do it for five seconds, but it's all bull crap anyway. Anybody there? Dead air. Yeah, we're, we're still waiting. Okay, here we go. Here we go. There we go. You guys like this. You got... Skiddy, skiddy, skiddy. <laughs> it's Friday. Dancing out on the floor. You wanna 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 have a lack before. You're gonna use our shit before you leave. You're gonna make promises you never never keep. All right, that's really good. It that's is really good. good. Yeah. That is good. I could. We could actually pull that off. I mean, that's a song that's in my vocal range. He's only. Talking oh, that about that'd it. be a blast. You, you got to listen to the listen to the rest of the song. The whole song is good. Awesome. That would be yeah. fun. Hey, do you guys want to? Um, do you want to review Millie Vanilli next time? Yeah, let's review Millie Vanilli. I'm thinking Mariah let's Carey. Go ahead and do Mariah Carey. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be actually. But did she? We do '80s albums here, so uh, did Mariah Carey have an album in the '80s? No, she didn't come around till the '90s. I'm gonna look that one up. Mariah Carey discovering. Uh, no, she was. Um, she's I think she was she's all. Timeless. She was. I mean, she's good. I like her. I mean, she can get up there. Those notes with the high pitch thing. Holy crap! Actually, you know Mariah, what? Happened? We should. She's on fire. She yeah. can rip a hole in your face. Yeah, she, she can, can whale. She can. Yeah, she can whale. She can. She can whale. All right, her first album. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't be able to do Mariah Carey because her first album was actually 1990. So she falls. Yeah. Out of the, yep. uh, the category. I was thinking. Um, uh, actually, the Beastie Boys license to ill. That would be an uh, interesting one to do. That'd no be good. Way. You can would cheat too. Really you could go. No, yeah, that'd be a fun one. I'd do that that's any a, day. That's a, that album's awesome. That album's it great. Is. It, it would just be every song would be like, oh, that's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, all you'd have to say. Like, that's what did it. you think of that one, Eric? That was awesome. Okay, track four. Track four. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, too. <laughs> that was yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. You know that what? Was, that one was pretty much awesome, but the last one was pretty awesome, too. Yeah. Well, we haven't done an album review where we've all been on the same page and just liked it, uh, all three of us, like equally. So it'd be fun to do an album like that that we all liked. Uh, uh, so. I did want to be involved in this one. I wasn't trying to rip it. You know, when you're into music, you're into music. You don't really try to put down every artist out there. I mean, I'm So I wasn't going to rip it, but I just didn't have one of those. It was not in the cards for me. I had one of those weeks, and it wasn't in the cards to try to you know, get in there. Yeah, well, and you've been busy, and you're getting ready to come to Maine and got to tie things up and all that. So, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, talk to you guys when I'm there. There was a little bit more going on. I'll I'll get together with you guys and talk when I get there. Yeah, excellent. When you when you coming up? So what day are you going to be up here? 
<laughs> the 20th, believe it or not, in the evening. Oh. So that we'll see how that goes. Coming up the day before the Mustang Roundup. Yeah, it'll be Yeah, fun. the it'll night be, before. Like the, yeah, looks like the weather's so, going to be okay, so we won't get rained on. So, yeah. I think yeah. we should still have the tents. You can never count on Mother Nature. I don't, I don't think you put thousands of dollars of equipment in jeopardy no matter what. Yeah, um, no, and I think, yeah, we'll know. get all that undercover. So, yeah, no, I tend to agree. It has to yeah. be. Yeah. And he yeah, does have security. Have he does have security. Oh, oh good. Well, good. I, good. from what I understand, um, the Operation Reboot guys are going to be there. And I, and I also said to him, I said, these guys, you know, Eric, if you just put your guitar in a case and bring it home, but you leave your amp and everything, I mean, every guy has got a lot invested in equipment and Alan's got thousands and thousands invested. So it's not, it's not cool to, you know, if we have to stop it and try to pick up things and get it out of there by one in the morning, that's not going to be fun. But if he's willing to have somebody sit there, you know, somebody else is doing sound. So they're probably yeah yeah Sean and uh, Sean and Jeremy of uh, Black Ledge they're doing sound my other band well they're so gonna they did a, they, did, they, they did, did it lab. before right yeah they did it before and Sean has a new PA system that he's trying out well, well we've been using it in band practice so oh, yeah good. they're all set to go yeah. sweet but I mean so they're gonna pack their stuff up but still you have I think it's Allen's speakers and all that so um, oh yeah yeah and, well and so, I have, and Bob's drums so yeah and I have gear too my gear is like priceless man it's like man <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'll end up picking my stuff up That's oh yeah not, definitely not yeah I'm not gonna leave my stuff laying around well no. you don't come back the next day sometimes do you Eric are you able to or on Sunday uh yeah I may I may yeah. I, I, I the last couple times we've played I've had a bunch of stuff going on and I intentionally left this uh, very clear, so should have uh, yeah. most of the weekend free. Yeah, because yeah. you didn't come back the Sunday the last time because I had your guitar for several days, your acoustic. Yes, you but did. um, I think if you guys come back Sunday to clean up anything, to pick up stuff, um, we should try, try to make a point of just having a little brunch or something after. Yeah, little, yeah. Well, we'll go to Bob's Bagels. We'll get Bob's Bagels. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's get Bob some business. And Bob has good, Bob has good coffee. There's good coffee in that bagel mm. hut, man. He has good. really good That's coffee. Good. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, all kinds. All right. I am going to end the show as we review the album. In an uh, hour and 30 minutes is the length of our album review shows. I do appreciate all the people that hung around and stayed for the entire show. Thank you very much. Yeah, you had a bunch in this time. That was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the live shows are way more active, and more people are staying around, so it's really good to see. If you're listening to this in a recorded episode, I thank you as well. And I will be here right now. Yeah, yeah. I'll be here Tuesday at 830 Eastern Time. And until then, I love you all. And thank you for Eric. Thanks for Miles for coming in. Thank you, Stout, for coming in as well. All right, and, guys. Uh, love you guys. And see you have guys. A good night, love everybody. you guys too. Mm-hmm. See ya. Yep. Love you. See you soon. Okay. Yep. Bye. Good night.